So welcome everybody, just to um, begin this podcast. Uh, I'm joined by Nash at, from Tesla and the Gong. I go by the handle KKVR2823 on Twitter. How's it going, Nash? Very good, very good. Uh, it's been an exciting week, isn't it? Uh, I mean, there's never a dull week in the in the world of Tesla, but this week has been particularly super exciting, uh, I must say. We'll get we'll get to all that in just a bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that is true. And um, so the format of this uh, podcast, uh, why are we doing this? We're doing this because we love Tesla. Um, we're doing this because we love data. And mm-hmm. we're also doing this because we want to make sure that people understand uh, what they're getting from a mm-hmm. data perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we want to bring something um, unique to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, we basically decided that the podcast is going to be themed. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, one topic and only one topic on every episode, yeah. at least for now. Mm-hmm. Things might change as we mm-hmm. go on. But... Um, yeah. Yeah, so today's topic of discussion is uh, battery degradation. Yeah. So what we've done is we've actually pres- uh, we've actually prepared a, a, a sort of a presentation that we'd like to walk through. Um, and if I can figure out how to live stream on a podcast for the first time, <laughs> I can uh, show you guys what we've prepared. Just hang on with me. Okay. Uh, share screen. Okay, I promise to I, I promise to plug these guys. So the T-shirt I'm wearing is uh, uh, is uh, is from uh, the uh, Tesla Club India, uh, who got their first reply from Elon Musk uh, two weeks ago. Uh, so they sent me this T-shirt. Uh, it's pretty cool. I like it. Tablet design. Okay. Let's do this. Can you see? Yeah. Okay. So you can switch that on the top right corner. On the top right corner, there's a switch. There's a, yeah, the center one, the one in the middle. Yes. No, yeah, that one. Uh-oh. Yeah, now you just wanted to configure it to uh, just slideshow. That's all. Sorry, guys. Bear with me. No, no. I, I, am apologizing. Don't worry. I'm apologizing on your behalf. While, while you're setting it up, I have to say, uh, if you guys are on Reddit, uh, there is an absolutely hilarious uh, Reddit channel called Real Tesla. They're, they're this massive echo chamber of Tesla Q, who just talk negative Tesla stuff. It's, it is hilarious. And if you guys are, if you guys are bored, you can jump in and, and throw in a few punches now and again. Totally hilarious, guys. They, they, how far, how far removed from the truth people are is is seen in that group. Complete echo chamber of just Tesla Q. It's called Real Tesla. Hilarious. I'm on it, and I throw in punches now and again. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. Okay, let's, right. let's let's get going. I think we've figured it out. Finally, awesome. Awesome. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining in. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, And we've got some uh, interesting data to share with you. All right. So I I let Nash begin. Yeah. 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 Very quickly. We'll just keep it as brief as possible. Everybody has been following this. Uh, this, All this happened in in the last week and a half. Ever since we had the concept of doing this podcast, this, all this happened. First up is the Model 3 refresh. Um, if you go on to the next slide, uh, you will see that uh, now the Model 3 has a power trunk or power boot or power tailgate, as we call it. And uh, the n- most important thing is the difference between the existing 2020 Model 3 and the 2021 Model 3. So if you go to the next slide, you will see that... Um, uh, so this is the 2020 Model 3 on the right, and the 2021 Model 3 is on the left. So no more trapdoor design. Uh, then this uh, cabin noise is now reduced because of the double panels, and the octa valve is in. Uh, no piano black, and it's all matte finish. 
the whole uh, Twitterverse is so divided on all these refreshes, but it's uh, pretty cool that we're having these refreshes. So that is no more uh, piano black, no more trapdoor design, uh, cabin noise is reduced. That's a that's a massive feature, and the octave valve uh, pump is a massive feature. And I'm going to uh, sort of segue into this octave valve because this octave valve is very important to what we're talking today. Please go to the next one, mate. And to actually add, um, shout out to Drive Tesla CA here. An article on Twitter recently. Um, the Model Y is now coming with the the cabin noise reduction as well. Uh, Even the better. Pane, the double Even pane better. glass, double pane glass. So they're moving That's fast. That's awesome. Yeah, they're moving fast. All right. OK, next next up, battery day. This was a massive, massive day. It was not in the last two weeks, but slightly uh, older. Um, there was so much in it. So we're going to try and compress it into just two slides. This was the take home message, the tabless design. And I had this word which is stuck in my head, uh, which is the you know shingled, <laughs> shingled spiral design. Uh, they, I hope they trademark that name. It's pretty awesome, that name. So because it's tabless, they can produce these batteries much, much faster as well. So that's really cool. And if you go on to the next slide, um, this slide was, was quite important uh, in, in, a, uh, in a nutshell because they're not going to have one cathode. They're going to have a multiple cathode approach. So one with just iron, one with the iron, uh, 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 sorry, one with nickel and manganese. The other one is this high intensity uh, nickel, uh, depending on what the, uh, the cars are. And if you go to the next slide, this one, this slide is uh, the unveiled product uh, was really cool. Anyway, so all of these design changes have reduced the cost per kilowatt hour by 56%. That's more than half. That's this is fantastic. an amazing piece of news. That's 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 absolutely amazing, to be honest. Um, uh, and when they announced Battery Day, I must say, I thought Battery Day will be one magic battery that they will show. They will just pick it up and they will show one magic battery. I have my, I have my batteries here. My my uh, my 4680 battery has not come yet. This is a 2170 battery. Um, this is the 18 uh, 18650 or the 18. Um, um, this is the 18650 battery. You can see the difference in the in the, the way they look. Uh, they've dropped the name. Uh, it's become 18 1865. There's no 650. Uh, and if you see the 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 4680 battery will be massive. It'll be a fat cell. It'll be a massive little battery. So I'm really looking forward to that. I thought they'll show just one battery and say, oh, this is the magic battery. But when they went through the processes, it shows how much Tesla has meticulously gone through every single step, shaved off a few, 14%, uh, then 18%, 5%, 7%. They have shaved off a few, shaved off a few percentages in the whole process line, and they brought up this 56%. I am impressed. Because, because right from the beginning, uh, you know, uh, Elon Musk has always said, if the cost per kilowatt hour is less than $100, it's game over for ICE vehicles. And I'm really hoping that they have reached that number. Um, and the next slide is, is, is quite interesting too. Um, you can see the next slide is uh, uh, this unveiled $25,000 car of $25,000 US. Um, now this is going to be a game changer, isn't it? Um, Elon has talked about it in the past. He has tweeted about it in the past. He said, we do not know how to make a $25,000 car. And now it looks like they have finally in the precipice of, of reaching there. Uh, I'm I'm really impressed. I think that's going to be an slide. absolute. I think that's going to be an absolute game changer. That twenty five thousand yes, dollar car. Yes, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a, it'll be a kicker. It, that that car will be a kicker. I'm yeah, sure. I think it's going to really because, accelerate the mission to put ashes asses in seats. I think. <laughs> yes, exactly. As we call here in uh, in, uh, in in Australia, we say bums on seats. More bums on seats converts more people to an electric vehicle. And there is lesser ice cars on the road. Absolutely. It's win every every single step of the way. It's win. If you put bums on seats, they're going to love the car, and it is a better car to buy. And I will tell you a quick anecdote of why I got into EVs in the first place. My daughter uh, is a childhood asthmatic, and she was she has been suffering for for ages. And we used to have nightmares when she has an upper respiratory respiratory tract infection because it'll go into the low, lower respiratory tract, and she'll go into wheezing and stuff like that. Uh, one pediatrician, uh, she uh, recommended, why don't you think of, you know, the fuel fumes as a possible cause? Because we couldn't find a cause. We couldn't find the, uh, it's called atopy, A-T-P-O-Y, uh, the, the factor which triggers the asthmatic attacks. Um, so we couldn't figure it out. And uh, she suggested that and say, so we thought, okay, let's try an EV. And within, uh, within uh, six months of buying the first EV, we changed the other second car as well. And we've got two EVs in the house. We do not have a nice car. Um, so, so, so this twenty-five thousand dollar car will will do that, uh, will be that magic 
a magic number car, particularly if you take into consideration the running cost, the the servicing cost, the whole works. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I I totally I can't agree with you more. Uh, it's going to be it's going to enter that entry level uh, Toyota Camry yeah. Honda yeah. Civic Accord uh, range of affordability, yeah. and uh, yeah. I think that's going to really accelerate the mission, if anything. All right. Yeah, they've all they've already eating everybody else's lunch in the luxury car market segment. Now they're going to start with this as well. Now yeah. the last uh, bit of news is uh, the Q3 earnings call, which happened last week, um, which was in itself amazing, and they had the fifth consecutive profit quarter, uh, which is amazing. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Now the moment they dropped it, they dropped the other bombshell, which is the uh, full self-driving. Oh my God! They took everything. They took the they took the light out of this fifth consecutive profit quarter because they were really. We are not going to spend time, unlike what we think and what we should do. We are not going to spend any time talking about FSD because probably no, everybody, no, no. everywhere is talking about it. <laughs> everybody is talking about it. It is, it is so amazing. I've been, yeah. I've been uh, continuously watching video after video of these FSD uh, works. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing, and we're going to reserve let's a full episode. Right Sorry. Mm -hmm. Let's jump yeah. right into our, uh, our main topic uh, that we want to discuss. All right. Um, let's talk a bit about batteries. Let's uh, let's see what uh, Tesla currently offers, right? Um, so you have the 1865-650 battery. Thanks, Elon, for correcting it in the slides. Um, the Model S and X um, use these batteries, and uh, that's the blue one that Nash is uh, showing you there. Um, it's slightly bigger than a AA battery that you that you have at home. And um, from a technical standpoint, it's got a maximum charging voltage of about 3.6 volts, which means, and a AA battery is about 1.2 volts. So you can stack like three of them to get um, up to the power, the, the capacity of this 1865 battery. Um, and so far, it's, uh, it's, it's doing great. It's able to provide more than 300 miles of range, about 482 kilometers um, at its max. And uh, improvements over time uh, from where they started to where they are today is dramatic. It's the Model S is at uh, 402 miles, about 647 kilometers, and uh, the Model X is at about 371 miles, 597 kilometers, which is just staggering, considering where they began with this. Um, you know, probably everybody was like, "What you're going to use laptop batteries in cars?" Um, mm. And that's where the story began. And I think it's it's uh, they proved the world wrong. And uh, you can talk to this a little bit, Nash. I mean, your S and X, um, you happen to own uh, both of them <laughs> that have the 1865 yes. batteries. Um, yes, how have they I have held the up so far? Batteries on both my on both both on my X and my S, I have the 1865 batteries, uh, and I've had about a five percent degradation in the last two years that I've owned both the cars. Um, wow. uh, so that's that's still still amazing, to be honest. Uh, yeah. uh, but I, I I opted for a 75D because we wanted to change both cars if. If it came to it, uh, right. so I don't have the hundred, uh, so I don't have the long range. I have the, st the standard range, which is no longer in production anymore. All oh, right, um, right. Yeah, they've gone to the long range plus versions, I guess. True, that's true. Yeah. All right. So that's a bit about the 1865. Let's go to 2170. Uh, just for so that everybody who's tuning in understands, um, the the four numbers in the name the 1865 talks about 18 millimeters by 65 millimeters so how how fat it is and how tall it is and um, 2170 is even fatter and taller uh, 21 millimeters by 10 millimeters um, and uh, the Model 3 and Y are using this cell uh, I don't know if the Tesla Semi was also going to use the cell was it I think it was right. The Tesla Semi was supposed to use the 2170, but now I think it'll get the fat cell. And that is what Probably. that uh, battery day, this one was. So the Tesla Semi will get the uh, high density nickel uh, cathodes because the cathode yeah. is like, they, 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 how they explained was they said the cathodes are like uh, bookshelves, which hold the uh, anodes in place or rather right. the charge in place. Uh, right, right. So that was a good example, semis actually. Will get the high, high density, yeah, that was a great analogy. I mean, I, I, it, was, it was so easy yeah. to understand once they said that. You know, yeah. it, it clicked in your brain saying, that, oh, wow, now we understand what's the, why, why the, what, what is the, the electron jump, uh, how it is happening between the anode and cathode. That is, that is so clearly um, uh, uh, said. So basically, it's like multiple shelves, and now the anodes uh, are, are uh, there, which, which, which you know, uh, cause the electrons to jump, 
and they jump onto shelf after shelf after shelf and there is no yeah. um, and it's shingled so the 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 the, the, the vertical tra travel of these electrons are much much faster in the forward and reverse direction depending on you know state of charge mm -hmm. um really cool really cool uh, yeah so okay, okay i'm going to just stop you one moment uh, there, yeah. there are um, uh there's a request from the chat saying that they want to see both of us so you can go into if you go into uh the the zoom zoom part of it and you can drop down and change it to a dual no just go to the zoom part yeah i'm in the zoom part um you can change that to duels so that two both of us are seen on the same screen Okay. Not uh, here. If you keep going you know, further to the right, further to the right, onto the onto the place where our faces are seen. Yeah, yeah. Camera setting, so you can have both of us. So I'm showing the thumbnail video. Yes, uh, yes. The thumbnail. Both of us in the thumbnail. You just if you go if you hover over it, you can you can you can enable both. Just hover over the thumbnail. Yeah. And on the top, it should show a place where you can put both of us, uh, one below, one below the other. That's you. Both of us. Can people so see? Now it chooses who. Okay, okay, we'll figure it out afterwards. No, I mean, I'm, I'm actually. Uh, I can see both. Hide self view. Now, what does it look like? Uh, we still can't see both together. Okay, never mind. We'll figure this out later. Mother Franker. Mm. Mother Franker, <laughs> you. you but he he was only trying to help. <laughs> I am now not able to see myself, but I'll show self view. How is it now? Yeah. Uh, Mother Franker. That's all good. <laughs> Honorary mention to Mother Franker. Thanks, uh, buddy. Thanks, mate. Thank you very much. <laughs> so anyway, it's, it's so good. what can people see? Can people see? Can people see only me? I apologize, Nash. Depending on uh, depending on who's talking, it, it switches the camera switches. It, it, we'll figure oh, it out. I Don't see. worry about it. Next. That can be super yeah. disorienting. Damn. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, sorry, guys. This is podcast episode one. We're gonna try to make it yes. better uh, over time. Yeah. Apologies. Please bear with us. Okay. Let's. Thank you so let's much. Keep, for let's keep going. All let's right. Keep going along. All right. So I just wanted to wrap up. So the twenty one seventy cell. Um, it's forty-six percent larger in volume than eighteen sixty-five, and um, almost delivers double the current. It's the magic, yeah. and um, the Model Three and Y ranges um, are are significantly better than uh, what the yeah. S and X were offering back in the day with eighteen sixty-five, with yeah. uh, about two sixty-three to three fifty-three miles for the Model Three, which is about four twenty mm -hmm. four twenty. Let's put it four twenty kilometers to. Uh, yeah, 423 kilometers. 423 kilometers. 420.69. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the Model Y, uh, the performance variant has the least range of every of all the variants offered, and it provides about 303 to about 326 miles, and um, it's about 488 to 525 kilometers. Anyway, all this info is available online freely on the website and stuff. So just for the benefit yeah, of the viewers, though. Mm -hmm. Future is 46 by 80. It is 46 by 80. And um, for Nash, it's the reality. He has it on his shirt already. Thanks, Tesla yeah. Club India. Appreciate it. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I, have, right. a, I have a 3D printed uh, version as well and still not arrived. I, next podcast, I'll show it to you. It, it, the, the, the size difference is massive. It is so large compared to the 2170. This is 2170. That, that nice. one is that. I'm just getting it 3D printed. It's, it's not come yet. Sweet. Still, still getting done. Awesome. So just as a quick primer for how do people charge us, right? Uh, two primary methods. Um, you have AC and you have DC. Mm -hmm. So AC, uh, basically it's plugged into a 110 or a 240. Um, the whole concept is a concept of power electronics where you have a rectifier that converts AC into DC. Uh, I'm not gonna go into the specifics of rectification, but you can always mm -hmm. check it out. It's, pretty, it's a pretty cool process if you understand electronics. And even if yeah. you don't, it's, it's good to know. Um, mm -hmm. And from my experience, having owned a Model 3 SR Plus and now a Model Y, we traded an RSR Plus for the Model Y. Um, I used to get about seven kilometers an hour uh, on 110. Um, funny story is after I got my car, I, I didn't know I had to order um, 
the high performance wall connector to plug into my garage before the car because I had nobody I knew about Tesla I could ask and uh, so it and there was a delay so the utility company who was coming to fix it in couldn't get it to me for six weeks so I used to keep okay. driving to the only the only supercharger and um, which is at the uh, right at the other end of the city and um, oh, wow. <laughs> like every Wednesday to top up and come back okay. and then overnight I charged the remaining on AC and seven kilometers an hour was a joke but it still mm. works, and a lot of people actually do just plug it into their, their AC outlet. Um, and the other method is DC, uh, mm. where you, which is predominantly available at the Tesla superchargers. And uh, the reason why, from to make a complex concept really stupid simple, is they basically bypass the rectification step and they go straight to charging the battery pack. Mm -hmm. That's what really gives you uh, the order of uh, order of magnitude increase in uh, speed when it comes to a supercharger which is my my preferred method of charging i try to look at superchargers on every trip uh, instead of uh, no um, no hate on third party chargers that are available thank you so much for building the infrastructure but tesla supercharger is the fastest right now anywhere by a long shot and um, okay I'll, I'll give you my perspective on this one so because my i don't have a supercharger in, in my town i live in bulangong which is south of sydney it's an hour and a half south of sydney in Australia, so we don't have a supercharger here. Our nearest supercharger is in a place called Berry, which is about 30 minutes, 45 minutes down south if I have to travel to this nearest supercharger. Now, uh, a quick uh, uh, tip there, Berry supercharger is one of the most beautiful supercharger. It is actually inside a winery and overlooks the wine vineyard. It's a gorgeous place uh, to go and charge. I have some videos on my channel as well. So I don't go and uh, do any supercharging at all, uh, barely any. So 99% of the time I charge at home and I have a three-phase high power, uh, you know, three-phase in my house. And so I use the Tesla provided high power wall charger. And I know a couple of friends of mine who actually just use the mobile charger. They don't even use the high power charger. They have the high power charger sitting at home. Nobody's connected it. They just use the mobile charger. Uh, so it's, it's predominantly AC for us. And I completely agree with you that the Tesla supercharger is amazing. So I did a trip from, uh, from Wollongong to Melbourne and back, which is about 2,500, 2,000, about 2,800 kilometers. And um, on the onward journey, I used exclusively non-Tesla superchargers. And on the return journey, I used exclusively only Tesla superchargers. And uh, by combination of the place, the non-Tesla superchargers are placed and uh, them having, you know, they're not being uh, really superchargers per se. They are like 50 kilowatt, uh, 50 uh, kilowatt hour chargers as opposed to, you know, 200, 150 to 250. Um, it it uh, took me three extra hours to get to Melbourne on the onward journey and three extra hours or three lesser hours to get back to Wollongong. So that's how only it, three? Yeah, that's how it works. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, only. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, what Tesla's done with their supercharger network is just phenomenal. I mean, hats off. But there is, uh, there are different schools of thought on how often you should choose supercharge versus uh, how often you should not supercharge. Um, it's an interesting subject. We'll probably broach that subject in a later episode. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's get moving. Mm -hmm. Battery degradation. Mm. All right. So... Now, battery degradation, this is, this is on everybody's mind, isn't it? When they go to buy a Tesla, this is the question I get asked. And I'm going to be the noob perspective here. The question I get asked is, for oh, battery degradation, they talk, people talk about battery degradation. Okay, I'm like, yeah, that's true. Then they say, well, the, test, the, 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 the technology is improving. Can I wait for three more years and then buy the car? I'm like, we can wait for an indefinite number of time. The, the technology is going to keep improving again and again and again anyways. So it's not going to really, it's not going to plateau uh, in, in the near future. It's, it's going to keep getting exponentially better as Tesla improves their processes like they showed. 56%, uh, massive improvement. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I mean, sorry KK, I, I, I interjected there, sorry. No, 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 thanks for, thanks for adding that point. And, um, you know, I always think uh, Tesla and Apple are pretty alike. I mean, if you're going to wait for the best absolutely. and latest and greatest in, on an iPhone, yeah you're probably yeah. going to be phased out in a year because the rate of product development is is so fast at the rate of iteration is so fast the the mm -hmm. way they prototype and bring out new technology is so fast it's uh, it's hard to be latest and greatest and, and i mean unless you're a reviewer getting review units every year and being paid to change it out um, 
but for most consumers, it's uh, mm-hmm. you stick. You buy a phone and stick with it for X years. You buy a car, stick with it for at least five years, kind of thing, on exactly. an average. On an average. So, um, so we're not so, going to be tech reviewers. So we don't get latest cars every year. So we no, have to. No. You wish, right? What are you wish? Cars. Uh, yeah. We wish. We wish. Yeah. Um, so I so just a little bit of background. I owned a Model Three Standard Range Plus. I uh, I got it in May of 2019, and I sold it back to Tesla in July of 2020. Uh, and I basically traded it in for a 2020 Model Y. Um, the reason it's just we needed more space because uh, it wasn't good enough for our family of three. And um, yeah, so and just from every and and what would have happened is had the Model Y being released at the same time as the Model 3, I would have picked the Model Y. That's just my gut feeling. Just from every angle, from a ride height perspective, from a seating perspective, from a space perspective, it does, I think in my opinion, it is going to cannibalize Model 3 sales over time. Um, but uh, obviously we had uh, needed an entry point to uh, to make sure we had enough bums and seats, as you put it. Uh, so the Model 3, I think, was the right entry point. Absolutely. All right. So data time. That was uh, Spark, my model, red Model 3 SR Plus. Okay. Um, so shout out to Teslafy. Uh, I've been using the data logger, right from the, I mean, at least from August 21st, 2019 for the Model 3. And uh, it was awesome. All you got to do is just drive. Um, and it does the rest for you from a tracking perspective. Um, at least we, we, we do show some Tesla Fi charts here at the same time. We've also crunched some numbers from different data that Tesla Fi is logged and come up with our own graphs. Um, so just uh, just to everybody on the chat, uh, thank you for showing up and uh, let's dive in. All right, so uh, what we can see here, this is the uh, 100% um, range chart for the Model 3 SR Plus right from August to July 2020. Awesome. And uh, it started off with about uh, 380. If you look at the first chart, I'm trying to just get my mouse pointer here. Just one second, guys. Everybody see my mouse pointer? If you right click, if you right click inside Keynote. Yeah. And you can choose what pointer you want to use. Oops. Sorry. Uh, no, I'm just, I've got three screens here. So I'm just trying to. Oh, where is the, okay. The... <laughs> Wiggle fast, it becomes bigger on Catalina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not showing up on my uh, on my shared screen. Okay, I'm gonna try to do this without uh, a mouse pointer. Um, anyway, uh, you can see that the starting range when I started tracking it was at about seven thousand four ninety three kilometers when I started using TeslaFi and. Uh, it was about three eighty kilometers of range, right? And um, one year later, when I sold it at about thirty two. Uh, 30,200 kilometers, it had dropped by about 13, 14 kilometers, which is very interesting because we had a brutal winter. Like the winter yeah. of 2019-20 was extremely bad here. Um, mm-hmm. The temperatures dipping like crazy. Um, but again, it's what temperature the car was driven at that makes a difference versus what the actual outside temperature is. Because if it, at outside, if it's minus 25 and I'm not driven the car, it doesn't matter. Right, so that's the good part about uh, using a data logger because it only tracks the conditions when the car is being driven, which makes sense. Um, okay, if you look okay, at the okay, okay. yeah, go ahead. Can I, can I click on uh, C so that we get the pointer there? Is it, does it work? Just click on the key C. We got a uh, recommendation or other a comment on the on the chats. On the chat. Yeah. Yeah, it so was showing up. So I was. So the, yeah, I am clicking on C. Doesn't show the pointer. Hey, I see the pointer, but I'm not able to to bring it onto my my uh, the screen that I am sharing. You, I, it's there. It's there. It's there. It came just now. It was there right oh, there now. It is. Just a couple. There you go. There, there you go. Is. Perfect. Thank Woo-hoo. you. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Thank you so thanks, much. Thanks, really appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Naveen. Thank you. Boom. All right. So everybody can see this. All right. Um, so yeah, it started here at 379, but I sold it. It ended here at 365, approximately. Mm-hmm. Now, what I did is I predominantly charged at home because I have the Tesla high-performance wall connector, 
the generation two or one, I can't remember which, um, non-signature model um, in the garage. And um, if you look, I've just kind of summarized the stats here. Um, DC fast charging at supercharger plus the third party CCS. I did try out Petro Canada's CCS charger here that, uh, that they've just come up with in Canada. I'm sure all my Canadians will be well aware. Um, and it was only 8.2% of the time. Uh, majority, 91.8% of the time, I was either charging at home or plugged into a block heater outlet at work or the small number of times the Tesla service center had my car in for service. Mm. Um, and uh, total charges, that equates up to 100%. 100%. So this will be, become a little important as we, as we go on the presentation. All right, so first piece of data that we're gonna crunch is temperature versus the 100% state of charge. Mm -hmm. All right, um, I lost my mouse again. I lost my mouse again. Oh, you bloody mouse. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm so sorry, guys. This is gonna become better over time, I promise. <laughs> um, okay. It's there, it's there. I, I, I saw the mouse just now. Just, just, just wriggle it on. It's right there. Okay. Left. Huh. Can you see it? No. <laughs> Never mind. It's okay. It'll come back. <laughs> it's hiding somewhere. No, I can see it on my left screen. I'm just trying to figure out how to get it to my third screen. Okay. okay. I'm so sorry, guys. Okay, we're going to do this. I know, right? I know. I'm so sorry. Okay. So let's look at uh, what's plotted on this graph here. All right. This is yes, uh, data right. taken from the 21st of August, 2019, and all the way up to 15th of uh, July, 2020. Um, temperature wildly fluctuated. I've just taken the liberty to highlight the maximums and minimums. Um, you can see 27.83 degrees Celsius. Uh, and Less minus 23.84 at its worst. Um, wow. And if you look at the starting range versus ending range, I mean, it started at 379 kilometers of range and mm. ended at 365. Okay, and um, it didn't seem to it didn't seem to have a significant dip. Uh, if you actually look at that number, like 14 kilometers of loss, mm. Mm. Um, is not exactly the worst thing. In one year of years, yeah. having gone through uh, for, like, pretty much four seasons, if you look at this data, right, from August mm. through July. Um, and, and if you look at the table down underneath the graph, you can see the, at the best, the best and worst uh, ranges that the vehicle seems to have reported are 381.01 kilometers and 355.99 kilometers and a maximum loss of 7.03%. Yeah, uh, but by the time I sold it, that it kind of stabilized to about four point three eight percent, which is four percent in one year of owning, just over one year of owning, which is not exactly the end of the world. It's still within the tolerance yeah. band. To put it into perspective, Absolutely. Nash, you said that your vehicles had degraded about five percent in over two years. Oh, two years exactly. About right? I, I can give you full numbers. I just I'm just uh, logging onto my stats app. By the time yeah. we talk, I'll, I'll probably get that number up. You you go yeah. for it. But it was it was five percent. Five percent is nothing. I mean, yeah. we're okay with five. Think of think of what a, an ice car would have degraded in two years. It would have been, oh gosh, <laughs> we don't even want to. I mean, go down so that's the thing. Numbers. I mean, it's it's hard. Like, how bad is your engine after two years, right? Exactly. Or how good? Or how bad is your engine? There's no real metric on that. Um, Absolutely, but, uh, nobody nobody talks about it at all. No, it's the state of the art, right? I mean, it's it's the norm. So there's not really much mm -hmm. digging that gets done. Um, so to summarize this slide. I had 4%, 4.38% of average loss over the year with the Model 3 SR Plus. Um, having gone through a brutal Canadian winter um, and best portion of the summer. Um, and uh, so that's an interesting one. Just keep that in your mind, people. Mm -hmm. Okay, we have a quick question. Um, yeah. Oh, we'll leave the questions to the last. That's fine. I, 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 sure. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll leave the questions. That's fine. It's all good. Sure. Go for it. Go for it. All right, let's kind of break it down. And I, so what I've done here is I've basically broken it down into three months as best I can, um, three, three-month sections. And um, so if you look at this, 
uh, we started off at 379.08 uh, kilometers. Um, and if you look at the 100% SOC in blue and temperature in green, this is basically August through to November. So we're just talking about peak summer to the fall transition to winter. Um, max temperature of 27.83 on the left and 8.5 on the right. Um, we did have a couple of dips uh, to minus 15 and uh, between zero and minus 15 as we progressed into November. Mm -hmm. um, and if you actually noticed, over time, I only lost about eight kilometers of range, which is not really m much. Um, but again, things get, get interesting if you look into the winter. And um, here we have a minimum temperature of, of 7.18. I'm sorry, a maximum a starting temperature of 7.18 and an ending temperature of three degrees Celsius. Um, what was interesting for me when I was compiling this is I saw the starting and ending ranges, 371.17 and 371.99. It didn't really degrade at all over the winter, which was interesting. Um, now, bear in mind, we're talking 379.08 when we started to 371.99 at the end of the winter. So the max, the highest degradation wow. or loss of range wow. happened during the, the summer, fall, winter transition period. That's, I, I, I would never have guessed that. It I was a very, it's, it's very interesting. Winter would have been the worst one. Wow. You would think, right? Um, no, it's no, a very no interesting. This, this is important to note, isn't it? If you just yeah. if you if you think about this, uh, this is model three. It does not have the octa valve. It has the older uh, uh, what is it called? Heat pump. Resistive heating. What, what? Resistive heating. Yeah, yeah resistive heating uh, mechanism. And um, it's amazing that in winter it still only has a negligible fall, but it, the worst happened in summer. Interesting. Very interesting. It, it held its own. It held its own during the winter, yeah. which was remarkable. And now, the, my, uh, this is the rear wheel drive Model 3, uh, single motor. This is not the dual motor. Um, all right, now let's look at... So this is November 22nd to Jan 21st. So this is mid-peak winter kind mm. of situation, right? Almost had no range loss. Mm. Now... Jan 22nd to March 24th. Now we're talking range loss. Okay. We started off at 371. Awesome. And by the time spring set in, we were at 359, 100% SOC, state of charge, 100% state of charge, which means a fully charged battery pack. Wow. And that being said, February was an absolute brutal month here in Calgary. We had, I think, the coldest, if I'm not mistaken, the coldest February in a long time. Far out, okay. Um, yeah, so you can look at the, you can look at, I mean, so from this graph, what you can see in the orange, the the, the orange dips, you can see that I wasn't mm -hmm. really driving out when it was really brutally cold. I was driving out mm. when it was between anywhere from minus five to minus 10 degrees Celsius. Um, and um, I did have significant rain loss. You're talking about 15, 16 kilometers of range loss during the winter times, winter months. Mm. Um now, if you look at the starting and ending temperatures of 4.9 and 5.91, that's because we started, our, the data probably was collected on a day when we had a Chinook, which is uh, unique to the city of Calgary, being at the base of the Rocky Mountains, we get these wild okay. swings in temperature. And okay. that's that data point. Um, mm -hmm. That's a unique thing that this city is exposed to as well in Canada. Uh, Brilliant. We have, okay. Yeah. So temperatures can go up to like 25 degrees overnight with a... Uh, uh, being minus 10, you can go straight to plus 10, plus 15, and then it'll dip back My to minus 10. So usually God. people dread it um, oh. because all the frozen stuff will melt and then refreeze. <laughs> so, all right. So oh, wow. let's okay. look at... That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. March to July. Uh, I'm just going to go back. I started off th at the end of March at, in 359.11 kilometers. And by the time yeah. July yeah. came, I'd kind of gone back to 365. That's, that is something which I wanted to point out as well. So it sort of stabilizes, isn't it? it yeah. It, and, and, and next time, we, what we have to do is, this is a note to self, we yep. have to go and see if there was a software update in that time between that March and, and June, if there was a software update at all. We'll have to go back and look at 
yeah. the, the the data there and see if there was a software update because you know people people complain oh software update came and my range has gone down but what people don't tell tell Tesla is software update came and then my range went up nobody says that nobody it's only the negative news that's picked up by everybody and then it's, it's you know it's uh, flagged off but here we we clearly see that the, the range has the range yeah. has improved between the range three has months. kind of stabilized and gone back to yeah being yeah. better than what it was yeah I think I have. I did. Yes, I did. I did put together software. Sweet uh, ass. Awesome. So what I don't know though is when these updates happen. I mean, I'm thinking the, okay. I'd have to look back at that history, but note to self, like you said, right? Note to self. That's we we'll do that next time. We'll so but you can see the you can see the um you can see the the spikes. The spikes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um I should probably kind of figure out what the spikes values are, but you can see that it's it's 360 Yeah, we can see it. The first spike is 381 that that you pointed out. The second yeah. spike should be about 7 375 374. Yeah. The other one is 373, the other spike. Yeah. And then it ended up at 364, which is yeah. which is the normal course of uh, what the battery degradation will be. Yeah. If you plot it against uh, uh, against the rest of the fleet, I'm sure it, it is within the uh, stand, two Tolerance standard deviations. For sure. yeah. Yes, within the two standard deviations it will be you, you can actually plot that to, to a Gaussian curve. I'm pretty sure it is. It'll it'll lie within the bell. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I mean, yeah. just from a global perspective, we're talking 380 to 365, 360. We're talking 20 kilometers. So um, yeah. that's uh, the. We, band. we have to just make a small little small little comment that uh, unfortunately yeah. we talk we talk in kilometers. We don't talk in miles. So sorry about that. We don't we, know what miles are. For us, for us, for us, miles is. Uh, Yes, exactly. For us, miles is, is is a poem. Miles to go before we sleep. That's all. <laughs> we don't know miles. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, you know what? I'm going to pause right here. And I'm going to, just for the sake of the person who asked that question, I do apologize. Uh, from the next time onwards, we'll make sure that we've, we've basically converted everything. Uh, yes. Both convert material that and metric. Kilometers. Um, yes. yeah. I'm just going to convert 380 kilometers to miles right now. No, no, it's all right. Um, <laughs> don't worry about it. 236 miles. So... 380 kilometers is 236 miles and um, 360 kilometers is uh, 223 miles. So we're talking between 223 to 236 miles, which is the band of what we're discussing here. You can see the blue curve. Perfect. Um, Perfect. All right. This is awesome. This is really good. We'll have to find out when these, what these dates were. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Model Y. Uh, how's it doing? Hmm. So, um, I'd like to point out that uh, if you look at the right part of that graph where you see that the, the average 100% SOC of 499, that's when I got the software update to bump my range up. So, ah. it, you can see the jump. So, let's ignore that for a second. Let's start from the left. Okay. You can see that the um, basically starting temperature was 16.96 degrees Celsius. Um, mm -hmm. I think 2021 20, is about 70 Fahrenheit. So we're talking about 60 to 70 Fahrenheit to begin. Um, and my range was about 501. Now, um, when I bought the Model Y, if you just think about it in terms of absolute numbers, just ignore the units mm. for a second. It's advertised as having 509 kilometers EPA rated on the website. True. 509. Okay. Actual usable exactly. out of the 509 is about 501. This, um, oh, that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So that that's pretty cool. And uh, it's always varied between 501 to about 495. That's the kind of band. And mm -hmm. um, that's pretty significant amount of the battery pack you can actually use. All right. Um, the, the closest analogy you have is to a cell phone. You can't really use all the milliampere hour of your battery. You can use a certain Absolutely. percent, which is displayed to you as 100%. Um, yeah. But... So this was our basically summertime, right? The 22nd of July, mm -hmm. I got delivery of my vehicle. 24th onwards, Tesla 5 was tracking it. And I got the data here. Um, you can see almost no degradation. I've had a temperature change of 16.96 to 8.5 degrees Celsius. And this, it's almost not degraded at all. I mean, you're talking between 500 and 1.92 and 499.02 at the worst, like... Um, with an eight degrees Celsius change of temperature, it's like almost no, it's rocking basically. Um, and then with the bump, 
uh, that we got the the increase of efficiency with the software update. I think it was forty point twenty twenty dot forty point uh, what was it six or seven 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 for me. Um, okay. The you can see that the usable battery charge. This coincided perfectly with them revamping all the statistics, the the entire refresh for the Model Three and the Y, uh, mm -hmm. where the Model Three range increased, the Model Y range increased from five hundred nine yeah, to yeah. five twenty five kilometers. Yeah. You can see yeah. the usable is now maximum 515 kilometers, at least what I've encountered. Mm. Uh, it's gone up by about 15 kilometers, if you look. Yeah. So that's very, very interesting. Now, again, we'll come back so, to the so topic. So 499 to 515, how, what is the percentage of jump? Um, that's about 16, 16 divided by 500. We're talking 3.2% approximately 16 divided by 500 is about 3.2 percent increase of range yeah okay um so i think we should come back to this topic after a year when um yes when we, we have should collected enough of how, yeah model-wide data um yeah. now i just so for the model why i i did plot the firmware versions to the 100 percent state of charge and um i think i also have uh, temperature here as well so, um, so I have 501 kilometers with the base firmware that I had usable. And um, you can see that the 40.3, 40.7 update clearly increased my usable range. To those questioning whether it does Massive increase number. your range, um, it yeah. clearly does. And that's, that's indicated by 511.217 in the middle. Um, yeah. To, to people does. who do not own our EVs, when has your car's range increased after you bought it? Never. That's An ICE magic. car will never increase in, in range after you bought it. It'll actually go down. And it's that 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 curve is a is a is a steep is a steep exponential uh, logarithmic curve. Yep, absolutely. I mean, mm -hmm. you can't argue with that. I mean, hats no, off Tesla exactly. for software updates, OTA, improving our car from the day you buy it. I mean, yeah. this is just proof. Exactly. Oh, so this chart I was really interested in when you put it up. Okay. So really it was it was kind of it was kind of uh, because I didn't have exact data starting from the exact same months with the exact same temperatures. What I had to do is I had to put the Model Three and Model Y ranges for the periods of temperatures that they were exposed to on the same chart. So it's not exactly mm. apples to apples, but mm. if you uh, so the no, pretty close if you ask me. Pretty yeah, close. but if you look the model Y, which is in blue, if you look at the the trend line, is more steady from mm. a loss perspective as opposed to the model three, which yeah. seemed to degrade more over more over the first three months. Mm. Um, there could be multiple factors. It could be the amount that I drove the vehicle, um, and I think I'm driving. I think within the first three months, I've done easily like ten thousand to twelve thousand kilometers on my model three. Um, and I, I'm doing about the same on my Model Y. I've, I've got about 10,000 kilometers in my Model Y in the first three months of owning it. Um, but it seems that this is very impressive for the Model Y compared mm. to the Model 3 for its size, for the style of vehicle, for the for the weight of the vehicle. Um, yeah, absolutely. From the volume perspective, just to get it close to the sedans that Tesla already offers out there. From an efficiency yeah. standpoint, is uh, it's pretty cool. And um, yeah. uh, if you look, the model Y, the y-axis on the left, yeah, the primary axis uh, plots the model Y curve, and the the axis on the right of the screen mm. is the secondary axis, which has the data for the model for the model three. And you can see mm. that it starts at about 380. If you look at the graphs left to right, um, yeah, 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 yeah. The orange starts at about 380, and and kind of dips to about 371. That's the Model yeah. 3 in the first three mm -hmm. months of owning it, which is about 9 to 10 kilometers of yes. degradation. Yeah. The Model Y starts off approximately at about 502, 503 or 501. 503, yeah. 503 to begin. And um, it's uh, barring the, the huge jump to the right-hand side, uh, mm. it's held its own. It's, it's probably not gone between 503 and 501. So it's not really degraded much at all yeah this is a great graph to be honest 
Yeah. Um, so in the initial parts, we saw that the, the, the fall was minuscule, but even that has been better uh, on the on the Model Y end of things than the Model 3, isn't it? I mean, pe- people yeah. don't understand when, when they say that, when, when Elon says, uh, you know, he, when he writes words like, uh, uh, Tesla does not do model years, we yeah. constantly improve the cars. This is a testament to that constant improving. This is a testament. And that, 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 and I'm really happy that that is ingrained into the, into the, um, uh, into the uh, corporate uh, architecture. I mean, Tesla is a corporate company. They have to make money, otherwise they won't survive. They have to make money. True. There's no two ways about it. They're not here for charity. So let's not let's not uh, think that way. But even so, look at the way they keep they keep improving it. You know, from, from oh, I mean, if we need to talk about how Tesla, if we need to talk about how Tesla's like revamped almost every aspect of buying the process of getting to putting your ass in uh, putting your ass in a seat of of, of yeah. a vehicle, they probably revamped every aspect to it, right? From every ordering step. the vehicle to receiving yeah. the vehicle. To no negotiation yeah. of prices, to no yeah. hack, uh, yeah. you know, like speaking to a middleman, um, it's phenomenal. Exactly, and, and nobody's um, upselling you anything. No, no, there's no, there's no, no upselling. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it completely cuts out the salesperson. I mean, yeah, in between. Uh, but um, so, just a couple of points. Uh, just the differences between the Model Three, just takeaways and food for thought for people, right? The Model 3 is a single motor vehicle, at least the one that I own and the data that is being displayed. And a single motor, the Model Y has a dual motor. True. Okay. The Model 3 is a more compact vehicle. The Model Y is a slightly larger vehicle. Mm. The, the Model 3 had a range of 386 kilometers when I bought it as advertised. The Model Y had a range of 509 kilometers as advertised. I think if you look at the refresh slide right up at the beginning, the model now has 423 kilometers of range, um, as opposed to 386. So uh, they have managed model to... 3, the Model 3 has 490 kilometers of range. 490? DC, yeah. Four. No, no, no. Oh, NEDC versus... Yeah, yeah. Uh, NEDC sucks, yeah. That's right, that's right, that's right. NEDC yeah, versus yeah. EPA. So 423 yeah. EPA uh, for the people in North yeah. America. 423 EPA, yeah. So... Those are the major, major differences. Smaller vehicle, single motor uh, configuration, uh, 2019 model versus slightly larger vehicle, dual motor, and uh, with a heat pump. Mm. With a heat pump. Octavale. Massive difference from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really excited. If you guys follow or follow Tesla and the Gong and myself on Twitter, I'm actually conducting a series of winter tests. Um, mm. So make sure you've... Uh, you follow me on Twitter and follow Tesla and the Gong on Twitter. Uh, we're always uh, posting those um, those stats for everybody. I, I have I have sort of breaking news for people who are watching us live. Uh, I have ordered a Model 3 SR Plus, the brand new one, the 2020 version, the 2021 version. So we, for next, so in, in uh, three months after it's delivered, we'll have that data as well. And then you can go back and compare what the 2020, or yours was the 2019 SR Plus, and I have a 2020 SR Plus as well, uh, which is not my own car. It is my company's car. So we can get data of that car as well. So we can compare a 2019, a 2020, and a 2021, three months interval. That'll be, that'll be something. That'll, that'll be, be something. awesome. That we should definitely you, do you that. Heard it, you heard it first here. Yes. <laughs> On the pod. Yes, sir. All yeah. right. So that kind of wraps up uh, all the data. Um, so if people have questions, I'm going to read one question that we got. Um, I'm not even going to bother trying to open it up on my computer. People can see, so I'm just going to use my phone. Um, but you know what? I think we should. Um, it's about FSD. Um, not about battery we'll degradation. Hold on, FSD questions just to when we do the FSD. Yeah. Was there someone think, in the chat who actually had a couple of questions yes, for us? Yes. If you, if you go to the next slide, I think I dropped it in. It probably came through. Oh, I think uh, no. No, okay, never mind. Okay, Naveen, um, Naveen Prabhu, he uh, he had uh, this question. He asks, "What's up, uh, Naveen?" Any... So Naveen Prabhu is a is a good friend. Thank you so much for taking the time. Okay. Oh, he, yeah. The the chat today has been amazing. Uh, I, I must say that I have been manning the chats, and uh, KK has not seen the chats yet. After we finish, he'll probably go back and read all your comments. So yeah. awesome, Chad. 
having a live chat is always great because we can get these Thank questions. Thank you, everyone. Anyway, Naveen Prabhu asked this question. He asks, any idea where exactly on the car is the temperature measured? So where exactly is the temperature sensor? Do, you got, do, we, do we know that? I mean, I know that um, the temperature sensor in the cabin uh, is, uh, um, is, is located in the windshield, I think, isn't it? Uh, if I remember right. Uh, I have to look at the cabin. No, I think it, it might be... Temperature uh, sensor. Blah, blah, blah. I've just pulled up the owner manual. Just give me one moment. I'm so sorry. Probably so apparently, you can go to the parts catalog and find out where the temperature sensor yes, slots I'm, in. I'm on the parts catalog. That's the yeah, me too. Um, blah, blah, blah. Da, da, da. I have to so apparently, it. there's more than one. And, um, oh, is it right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So one person, at least on the forums of Tesla, posted it, that they, they believe it's located on the bottom of the mount for the touchscreen. So, I mean, the different views of thought. I mean, one is a windshield mounted okay, one. Right. I, I, I got this. So cabin temperature uh, uh -huh. part is. Uh... Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought I got it. Forget about it. It's okay. You would think that it's somewhere that's not affected by the elements, right? Yes. You would think. And um, underneath the car is a good place. Oh, I'm actually, I'm actually logged in on the phone so I can actually see the chat. Okay, cool. Um, okay, I'm just looking at the uh, parts catalog. The parts catalog is fantastic. If you guys have not seen it, even, even just, just to see what goes into your car, it's so awesome. It's got uh, such a lot of... Uh, stuff uh, it says it also says uh, whether you can order it yourself and change by yourself some parts it will say uh, wind required if, if it says wind required then i don't think you can change it by yourself but uh, most of the yeah. thing it's when it says over the counter then you can buy it and you can change it yourself and there is there are, there are uh, ways to do it too um, it's interesting you would think it's close to all the ultrasonics and radar but somewhere in such a way that it can be it can actually measure airflow to actually measure the yeah. amount of air i mean the temperature of the air coming in i guess um, I have noticed, so um, funny that you asked me that question. I did notice, um, uh, today I did, uh, today I posted on Twitter about uh, the winter range test. I mean, sorry, the winter temperature heat up test of the HVAC. Um, I have some interesting findings that I'll be posting on Twitter, guys. So please follow yeah, my channel. The next, we'll have it on the next pod as well. We'll, we'll, we'll yep. put that in the next pod. Yep. All right. Naveen, I hope we've... Uh, I hope uh, we've answered your question. So it could okay. Be... So the the ambient outside is actually in the front grill. Uh, the um, the cabin temperature is in the heater assembly uh, and just behind the pole and filter. So the uh, hmm. ambient temperature outside is in the front grill and the cabin temperature is in the uh, heater assembly and just behind the pole and filter. You can actually see the picture on the on the chart. Next time we'll find out a way to to actually show that. Uh, to you guys live, uh, we're still, still working out. This. We're still working on it. Sorry, I'm a total, uh, I mean, this is totally the first time we're trying to do this. So, uh, yeah, apologies. So uh, that, that is interesting, isn't it? I mean, I've never, yeah. I've never thought about it. It's a great question, Naveen. Um, because if the front temperature is in the, is in the front grill, then uh, in a place like Wollongong, where we have extremely windy uh, weather here particularly in my my estate that where i live in it's extremely windy so if there is a um uh, uh you know if the if the wind is blowing from front so if we had a uh, forward draft then that will probably affect the temperature more because that that temperature will be lower than the actual ambient temperature around you hmm. it's interesting it's an interesting i guess they've obviously it's obviously it's obviously a, a well-studied subject and a, and a sorted out science. I mean, because I've never seen my temperature fluctuate. Uh, but I do notice that it takes a while for it to actually accurately reflect exterior temperature. Like usually I'm parked in my garage and... Um, um, no, when you're parked, it's okay. But when you're driving... Yeah, it does. Because... So in my, in my garage, it'll show, usually show 12 degrees Celsius. And then but I'm okay. already on the highway. It's been about six to seven minutes into my drive when it actually starts showing as low as minus five, minus six and, and things like that. So it does take some time. So you would think that it's actually on the interior of the vehicle. 
for it to accurately start measuring and displaying temperature. Naveen also says... Naveen has a follow-up question as well. So that is yeah. an interesting question. I, I don't know this answer. Yeah, I think the battery pack uh, temperatures are broadcast on the canvas. So... Um, oh, okay. So so if you have the uh, OBS... Uh, OBD tool. Post. Yeah, if you have an OBD, OBD tool that OBD you can plug port. in... Yeah, yeah. And the oh, OBD2 okay. port on a Tesla is in the is in the back and the bottom end of the, the, the vents yes, for the, the back seat. Passenger seat. And the passenger, passenger seat. seat yeah, yeah. You just have to pull it out yeah. and just plug in. And pull if you plug in your... Very yeah. easy to access. Yeah, very easy yeah. to access because I, I tried to connect... Um, uh, uh, and uh, what is it called? Um, uh, heads up display. It, it didn't work very well. It is a very cheap right, model. Right. But right. I used that port. I, I used uh, Bjorn Nolan's uh, um, video to find out how to get access to it. Very, very detailed. Shout out to Bjorn uh, Nolan, uh, Nyland. He, I hope we pronounced your name correctly. Nyland, yeah, sorry. Um, fantastic. He channel. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And, um, and I he think does there a lot are also of live. apps. Yeah. Yes, yes. He does a lot of live stuff. So if you're bored, if you're you know, late night, you can't sleep. We just jump onto his live. He has such wealth of information. And if it is a if it is a if it is a free time, you can actually ask him questions live, and he answers live. It's really good. Yeah, and I think he uses. I, I, he was the first uh, one. App. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was the first one. Three people I watched uh, when I bought my Model X was uh, Bjorn Nyland, uh, then uh, uh, like Tesla Kim. Okay, she doesn't she doesn't do Tesla videos anymore. Uh, and then um, uh, third one was Ben Salens, all three of them. And then I bought my Model X. Awesome. Such wealth awesome. of information. Yeah, I think so we're, we're just Island, paying um, it forward now. That's all. We're just paying it forward. These guys are oh, yeah. these guys are guru. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Beyond Island, he used to, he he uses uh, um, an OBD plugin uh, tool yes. dongle kind of thing that actually streams yeah. data to him on via Bluetooth on an, on an Android yeah. app, I think, yeah. uh, that he yeah. projects live. Uh, so Naveen, to your question, uh, yes, you, uh, the the temperatures of the, the the battery pack, nominal versus rated and stuff, uh, they're they're broadcasted on the on the canvas inside the vehicle. Um, so you can extract them from there. Um, and I think I think they're also broadcast on Teslafy. I really haven't. If I actually get the raw API data really? uh, okay. that is collected, well, I think okay. the nominal voltage is present. Um, that would be a good. Um, no, t temperature uh, does it show as well? I, don't, I, don't, I, I think don't so. I think um, I think so. I'm not really sure. Or it may show voltage if I'm not mistaken. I think. Oh. The nominal mine, mine voltage. Is, mine is logged out anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> Motherfucker, does rolling downhill count? <laughs> <laughs> Nicola. Nicola. <laughs> um, are there any other questions that we did not get to i think that's about all uh, we, we should wrap this up isn't it we, yeah we'll try and keep the time as well we don't we, we want to be mindful on everybody's time they take absolutely time absolutely um this is our first so episode amazing. we were planning about 30 minutes but i think we spent like 30 minutes trying to figure out how to get it going um we'll, we'll do better <laughs> next time uh we'll try to keep it within the 30 to so. 40 minute window yeah. um but I think that's a wrap. We, we don't know. We, we we will ask this question to the to the chat as well, and we'll probably yeah. add, add this on Twitter as well. So, do you guys want us to do this every week or every fortnight? What is the what is what is what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, absolutely. Is this time I, a good time? I mean, we love to do it. We like doing it. Yeah. But um, what 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 does the chat think? Um, leave them leave the thoughts your thoughts in the comments. Um, and we take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know if this. Uh, yeah, and we we hope to have more guests on the on the show over time to have uh, a wider perspective on different a variety of topics with tesla there's always something to talk about so uh we'll different try to countries yeah. absolutely we'll try to keep yeah. it uh, going and try to make it as global as possible and try to get everybody's yeah. viewpoint and we'll also try to i mean there's a lot of fantastic youtube creators out there hats off to them um yeah thank you for doing what you do and uh, we'll try to keep it as unique as possible uh, so that we can bring a data-driven perspective to everybody who tunes in. Um, anyways, that's that's us signing off. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks for taking the time. And yes, please do get back to Tesla and the Gong's questions about um, when you'd like to see us. Would you like to see us every week? Would you like to see us every fortnight or 15 days? Uh, is this time okay for everybody? Um, yeah. How, what did you like about the content of the show? Please give us feedback on Twitter. Uh, you yeah. can you can tweet me um, with the hashtag bite of why at the KKBR two eight two three. 
or uh, Tesla and the Gong. Tesla uh, Gong. Tesla Gong. Tesla Gong uh, on yep. Twitter, yeah. Be be brutal uh, so that we can improve as yeah, well. Yeah, be be honest, please, about your comments. Um, a lot of you might know us personally or not know us personally, but as a podcast together, we want to improve. We want to do better every single time we have an episode. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, take care. Have a good rest of the evening. Have a great weekend, everybody. Signing have out. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. See ya. Now I have to figure out how to stop sharing. Yes. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, we're still live on YouTube. We're still live on YouTube. Okay. No. Yeah, it says live on YouTube here. Okay. See, at the top right, top left corner, it says live on YouTube. Maybe. Um, yes. Okay. Live on YouTube. Maybe drop, stop drop down there.